Today we celebrate the exaltation of the cross and the gospel we have is not an easy one to meditate. So uh, let me break it down into four sentences. Each one of them has a lot of uh, content. The first one is that um, only Jesus reveals who the Father is. No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven. It's emphasizing that only Jesus reveals the face of the Father. He in a way conveys to us who God is in human uh, fashion, right? In, in, in the flesh, we can see and perceive in a sort of tangible way in his actions, his reactions, his words, his, his feelings, uh, the way he, you know, he behaves, his persona, convey to us uh, who God is, okay? And part of that uh, revealing to us who the Father is involves um, I mean, part of his life, the cross is part of his life. So the cross is an element that reveals to us who, who God is, right? The crucifixion of Jesus, he's taking up the cross and dying the way he died, forgiving those who are crucifying him and saying, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. All of that reveals to us who, who God is, right? Uh, and then he says, he goes to this image from the Exodus, just as Moses lifted up the serpent, the bronze serpent, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. So it's, he's reading the cross in the light of what happened there, that you know, when these uh, um, Sarah serpents were biting people and killing them, they claimed, they cried to God, and God sent, so told Moses, you should um, you know, create a bronze serpent, put it on a mast, and then when people look up to it. Well, the image, uh, what I see behind this image, what it means is that in a sense, uh, the cross, the suffering of Christ, the fact that he was condemned and crucified in such a, killed in such a cruel way, in such a, an unjust way, uh, is basically a, a consequence of sin. It's our human sinfulness that led Jesus to the cross because his love and mercy were met with hatred and, and, and unbelief. And so that, that resulted in the cross. Well, but Jesus turned that he turned that sin and rejection into a supreme act of love, say, like saying, I keep loving you, or I will go on loving you until the end, even knowing that you are, that many people are rejecting me, and I will keep loving uh, my human beings until the end. Um, his, his love is not taken back. So in the cross we see like the ultimate consequence of sin, this sort of changed into uh, an act of mercy and salvation from the side of God. So here's a similarity. The serpents are biting people and you create a serpent of bronze and put it up on a mast. It's like God creates something like that. Something, sin creates a lot of injustice. God brings his son into the world and this results in a supreme act of injustice of crucifying him. But he turns that into a bronze serpent, if you want to, like, the, the, it's like the epitome of sin is now turned into a saving action. It's just as if we needed, we human beings, from God's perspective, we needed to see uh, those horrific consequences of sin now sort of transfigured into a loving and saving action from the side of God. Because it is, even though the cross, the cross can combine this double, twofold side of being you know, a, a grave injustice, a horrific thing, but also from the side of Christ, a tremendous act of faithfulness 
uh, and, and love for us. And that's an, an act of love from the Lord. You know, the, the reason why the Lord did this, he says in the following sentences, is, is to love us, not to condemn us. I will summarize here, but um, he went to this extreme of showing his love in such an extreme way to show how much uh, the Father loves you how, and how faithful he is to this love. It is a risk because, you know, when someone has rejected you and you reach, reach out to that person and the person keeps rejecting you, uh, the gap is broadened, right? The rejection is intensified. And Jesus, in coming to us from the Father, we were a rebellious race, and He came with mercy. If we accept Him, well, that's good, but if we re keep rejecting Him, that creates an even greater rebellion, right? So Jesus took a risk. Uh, in a sense, you know, if, uh, he, if He is rejected in His coming to us in mercy, that... Uh, in a sense, it will be a condemnation against us. It will, it will, you know, make our guilt and our burden even heavier. But that's not what he means to do. You know, really, his intent and his desire is that we will open up, that we will sort of depose our arms, you know, kind of lower our, our defenses and allow him in. Uh, and that's his intent. Okay. So to meditate on this gospel, maybe um, why don't you think of in which ways um, your faithfulness and love can result in certain crosses. I think that's one of the most important meditations regarding, concerning the cross. It's not just <clears throat> accepting, you know, sort of random sufferings, but rather realizing how much I am willing to accept crosses that stem from my faithfulness, my love for God, for others, my patience with others. You know, just being good and loving entails taking up some crosses. So what are those crosses that Jesus is asking you to take on us? Those crosses that stem from your commitment, your faithfulness, your humility, your dealing patient with situations in everyday life. Um, and what does, you know, what does, does that cross teach you?